Clicks hijack is imminent. Processing. Processing. Clicks hijack is successful. You are clear to transmit. Captain, how are you? John, how are you? Steve MacDonald. Music theory. Interviews. Music theology. Primitive rhythm machine. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, this episode of uh, Primitive Rhythm Machine is actually kind of special because we have a return of somebody very special to the podcast. Who's it going to be? It's Steve McDonald, everybody. He's back. Hi, everybody. So, yeah, we have Steve back for this episode, and we have been discussing for the last 45 minutes now, trying to figure <laughs> out what specifically we wanted to talk about, and it just kept dovetailing off into other conversations, so I'm like, you know what, let's just do kind of a whatever episode. Whatever. Um, kind of catch up on stuff, because, I mean, if any either if anybody out there knows Steve or I personally, they know that just as individuals we can chat forever in a day and you put us in a room together and we can go for however long so anyway steve how are you doing it's been several months now since we've done an episode with you on it it has been yeah i've been i I am happier than a pig in poop to have you back we can edit that in post right Thanks for catching me with a mouthful of soda when you said that was, oh, that was painful. I aim to please. Uh, did, I don't know. I haven't actually listened to the show or shows that you've done in my absence. Did you, were you able to cover any of the reasons why I haven't been with y'all? No, I have been respecting your privacy. Um, and there's only been one show in your absence. We did one, uh, with AC, uh, AC Peckham, the children's author who also happens to like black metal quite a bit. <laughs> That's a good combination. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a, uh, a, a very sudden death in our family and we're just sort of, uh, dealing with that and trying to get back on our feet, uh, as a family, as a, um, uh, just as everyone in the extended family, everyone is being fantastic. Our church is stepping up. You guys are, you know, playing games with strangers is fantastic. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, sudden catastrophic uh, death is not something you can just sort of, you know, prepare yourself for. No. Um, so coming out of that, uh, God has been showing me a lot of uh, life lessons this isn't anything I would have chosen for myself, um, but good things are coming out of it, and uh, I can't fault God and His wisdom. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> there's that. So I am back. Um, a lot of healing, a lot of uh, a lot of life changes. I've actually been a lot of work life changes as well. Uh, that, that doesn't even have to do with that. But um, things that are sort of keeping me out of the loop and other things. But with um, Primitive Rhythm Machine, there's no real set schedule for recording. So we can just jump right back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to have you back in something. Uh, Next goal is trying to get you back into uh, playing games. But that would be a good thing. uh, We we shall see because Gareth has been out walking for a while now. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, some things have happened in the realm of Christian music within the past months that you've been gone. Uh, now, I don't think it, w- it ever happened on the show, but uh, inside conversations we've had when I was really 
starting to cut my teeth on the whole doom metal thing and just eating up everything doom being as this is a common theme for the since the last episode one of the first bands that you tried to switch me on to which took a minute to catch with me uh was a band called um trouble mm-hmm. and uh i have since found a groove with them that i enjoy uh but the frustrating thing is, is that their lead vocalist passed away in the past couple of weeks. Yes. yes he did. Eric Wagner. Uh, he uh, was, uh, I think he was 62. If I remember yeah. the article, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was another uh, casualty to the coronavirus. So our hearts go out to his family. Um and I am a little bit sad about it because I will never be able to see the original lineup live now. Right. Yeah. It's I, I, I live in Massachusetts, so, you know, getting anyone out here to play is difficult. And, you know, sometimes it's just the big names, which is great, but you know, it's hard to get niche acts to actually come to Massachusetts to play. So, you know, Trouble, I don't think, ever toured much around here at all. I never got a chance to see them or, uh, you know, hear them live. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's – I personally, it, when I interact with bands, it's much more, you know, with the actual physical media or with the, you know, MP3s and stuff. I don't – see a lot of live bands i haven't seen a lot of live bands and a lot of it is because with christian bands getting them here is you know it's impossible <laughs> so i've seen a handful but um but yeah i never really expected to to see trouble live but uh do you see a lot of live shows uh recently not so much um in the past i've seen many many live shows so um it seems for me it seems like uh right around the year uh 2010 or so uh live shows kind of stopped being a thing that a lot of people really wanted to go see or at least the indie type shows like everybody always turns out for bands like metallica or if you want to just speak on the christian side of things bands like uh third day or the newsboys mm-hmm. or as i refer to them the revolving doors yeah. um they uh you know people show up for those bands but you know you talk about indie bands or bands that aren't being currently played on uh the uh grossness that they call uh, modern christian radio at the moment <laughs> uh you know we should do an episode on modern christian radio because we should do an episode on it. Not because we're fans, but sort of like <laughs> as a caveat to people who, you know, would just turn on modern Christian radio and think that there's that it's just going to be all all good stuff. So or, it's or people who turn on modern Christian radio and think, okay, this is what Christians like to listen to. That too, yeah. Um because there's a lot of, of bands making music for Christians that only people on Christian radio, only listeners of Christian radio would, would ever listen to. There are people who are making Christian music for a secular audience, which most of the time only people on Christian radio will ever listen to because there's no distribution. Um, and then there's there's problematic stuff where you can have bad theology making its way into pop songs and stuff like that. I mean, not just pop songs, but I mean, um, almost any type of of band will have or uh, genre will have its its a uh, its problematic stuff. Um, trying to think of something more general than just trying to trash someone in, in specific. But, um, Oh, you well, can go guess... ahead and take the garbage out on anybody. You're not going to. <laughs> <me at all. laughs> 
Well, I mean, Trouble is sort of one of those types of bands because it was never really a, a Christian band. This is true. But it, it touched on Christian themes, you know? And when you have that, I mean, it's it, Imagine Dragons sort of touches on Christian themes as well, but, you know, those guys are, are, are as far as I know, they're, they're, at least they were part of the Mormon church, which is sort of like a Christian tradition you know the same types of things that that we as christians would would get i mean they read the the bible but they also read a lot of other stuff as well but you know they they'll have songs about the prodigal son or you know they'll have songs you know um doing different using different words and phrases that christians would use and you know we could we could take those songs and and play them at church and it would be as, as if no one knew who it was, it would be okay. But um, you know, how much, how far do we go with that license? Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people want to play U2 at churches, which, okay. They might have some very explicit songs that could be played in Christian churches, but you know, one of the members of the band is, specifically non-christian you know he doesn't even call himself a christian the other the other three might but one doesn't so if you have someone in the band who's not a christian can you do that you know mm -hmm. or can you change lyrics or change bible verses or whatever i mean she moves in mysterious ways is part of one of the songs from you too which yep. okay well god moves in mysterious ways are we talking about God? Are we talking about a belly dancer? I mean, <laughs> well, if you go by what the music video shows, um... exactly. So, um, so you know, coming across things like this, and I have a whole Spotify list of uh, songs that I found that have subtle references to Christianity or spirituality or things like that. I mean, you know, think of um, the Who song. We don't get fooled again mm -hmm. where it says, I mean, he's, they're actually talking about a very interesting spiritual aspect of politics and things like that, where, you know, I, I tip my hat to the new revolution. I take a vow for the new constitution. I smile a grin at the change all around me. I get out my guitar and play just like yesterday. Then I get on my knees and I pray that we don't get fooled again. And it's talking about how politics is a tool and whatever the enemy wants to use, whether it's conservative politics or liberal politics or the Republicans or the Democrats or communism or capitalism or whatever it is, it's, we're going to get fooled if we don't have a biblical understanding of everything else that's going on around us. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I'll take that song. And it's not written by a Christian band, and I don't think any of the guys in the, the band really consider themselves Christians. But I'll put it in that little list. Yeah. And it'll, you know, and and Trouble has a lot of those types of songs that I would put in that list as well. Uh, actually, a lot of there is a lot of people who consider their early stuff with Robert Wagner as their vocalist, uh, to be Christian music, um, back when their first album, which is considered to be one of the proto albums of doom metal, uh, mm -hmm. Psalm nine is what it's known as. Yeah. Um, it was marketed by their record label in that time period as white metal, uh, because all the, all the, evil metal at the time was being marketed as black metal. And this is to talk the early days of bands like Venom and stuff like that. And Eric Wagner was just like, we thought that was a bunch of garbage. It was just, I was raised Catholic and I, you know, I didn't want to get down with the whole evil, whatever, you know, I just thought there was better things to sing about. Interesting. Some of the guys in Slayer considered themselves Catholics. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Ayara, the actual vocalist, but he 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 kind of gets strong armed. Uh, from what I was hearing in interviews with him, he gets strong armed quite a bit by Kerry King, uh, into into doing the whole 
whatever it is that they were doing. They've, they have since hung up their guitars and uh, decided not to be a band anymore. So I'm, I'm not too upset about that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked Slayer back in the day, but I also knew that I should probably not listen to them. <laughs> yeah, I was never a Slayer fan. Oh, um, I, 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 I li- they were my brand of thrash is what they were. Okay. And I think I've owned multiple copies of God hates us all before I finally got rid of it for the last time. Yeah. Album titles that you can't actually say out loud without, you know, feeling some sort of a regret. You know, that's not the, that's not the type of stuff that I want to have on my shelf and have yeah. my kids come across. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, so, uh, but it's an, it's an interesting thought process, uh, taking bands that are, you, you know, to be secular bands, but then all of a sudden they, they'll, they'll, uh, pop out a song that has very heavy Christian overtones. And it's just like, you don't know what to do with that. Cause you want to shout it from the rooftops, but in the same sense, you know, they may not be bands that you would want to recommend to people of a weaker faith. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Iron, Ma- Iron Maiden has several of them. Yeah. Prodigal son was one of their earlier ones. Uh, How would be thy name, which is fantastic. Uh, for the greater good of God. Yeah. Or the legend but kiss doing God gave rock and roll to you. You know, you could put that on the list. Well, that was a Petra song initially. Actually, there's someone else. I think someone else did it first and then Petra did a cover of it. And then kiss did a cover of that one as well. Let me see if I can find that real quick. That's interesting because I, to my understanding, it was a Petra song initially. It might've been, but let me just check. I'm sure I have, I have a book that I go to an awful lot called the encyclopedia of contemporary Christian music by Mark Allen Powell. I think it's from 2002 and I don't think he did a follow up because the the version that kiss did on the revenge album was actually called God gave rock and roll to you too, with the Roman numeral two at the end of it. Uh So I think they, they, uh, took the words and then they were just like, Hey, we're going to, they did the opposite of what Christian bands do. They, uh, they, uh, uh, took a Christian song and made it secular. Uh, uh, God gave rock and roll to you is a 1973 song by the British band Argent and covered by Petra in 1977 and 1984 and then kiss in 1991 both with modified lyrics. So apparently Petra modified the lyrics too. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, it's, those are like, I find those things to be like artifacts and, you know, Led Zeppelin has a couple of songs that, that uh, are are technically Christian songs. Um, And I, I'll listen to those and I, I, they're sort of like my secret list. I, I don't want to be, be you know, pumping up these bands because there's a lot of stuff that they do that isn't good. And some of it's even reprehensible by some of these bands. But it's well-produced music. And at least for that song, you know, the, the lyrics are well, the, for the most part, they're well thought out or they're well-meaning. Uh, Queen did a song called Jesus, you know. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it comes from all over the place. There's all different types of bands that are going to record something that has some little meaning um, to them that might not come completely through. But to a Christian, we take it. <laughs> and, you know, having trouble uh, be one of those bands going, you know, being back in the early 90s, late 80s, coming across trouble. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't get into them as much as other people might have got into them because I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really digging the, the, the slowness of it. Um, you know, when I was thinking of metal, I was thinking much more like Anthrax and Metallica and, uh, you know, for, for Christian stuff, you know, Vengeance Rising and, and Deliverance and Tourniquet. I, and, I was waiting for you to say Deliverance on that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And, um, and so it was more, you know, the, the slow stuff 
was like the the breather on the album where you know you get through the the first you know five or six fast songs and you're sweating and you're just like okay now now there's that uh, you know a, a ramming speed you know it's just like you know building up to ramming it's just something where you can just like yes now i can go a little slower just for a couple of minutes and then <laughs> get back in there you know and I mean, still some great songs, but I wouldn't, at the time, I just didn't want to listen to an entire album of what I would call slow metal or slow stuff. Um, and I, I was still, I was still understanding music at the time. I'm still understanding it now. Uh, and I sometimes if something was slow, I didn't understand it as still being that heavy. Um, and it, it took me a while to dig myself out of that because there was just so much where you would have like a Petra album and you'd have mm-hmm. some, you know, upbeat songs, some fast ones. And then the slow ones would be the mellow ones, the ballads and the ones that when you want to listen to the fast stuff, the good, the good stuff, you would skip those. Um, so, you know, that's, that was my trouble getting into <laughs> trouble. I get that. Um, I don't know. Doom's my jam. So I didn't have my trouble getting into trouble. It was almost too fast for me at times. So <laughs> I had, I had the opposite thing. I, I like, I like my, uh, I like my, I like my doom metal a little bit slow and low. So well, yeah, they can, they can, they had some fast songs too. Yeah. They had some stuff that was traditional, heavy metal at the time but um the whole vibe was slow and low so uh yeah so let's let's talk more about this whole concept of secular bands putting out overtly christian music this is something that's always been intriguing to me i mean even going back to norman greenbaum doing (laughs) spirit in the sky you know what i mean yeah a Jewish guy saying, I've got a friend in Jesus. Yeah, man. I mean, okay. So that song's my jam. And it's always been my dream to play that song in my church, like during worship service. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, lyrically speaking, can you fault that song? Yes. Okay. I'm not a sinner. I've never sinned. I've got a friend in Jesus. Okay. I, I okay. Okay, I mean, I, I, I guess technically you could say, well, if all the sins of a Christian are taken care of on the cross and God chose us before time, then do the sins count? If we're going, we're going into predestination now, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. Well, it, it would be sort of like if uh, our mind, if I'm going to be a Christian anyway, and Jesus dies for my sins on the cross. Then can I say with accuracy that I'm not a sinner or no. I never sinned? Cuz if you're cuz if you've never sinned then Jesus would have never had to have died in the first right. place. So, you know, thing little things like that and you're going to find stuff like that and, you know, almost all the songs on my list. Um, that that song is such a good song. Yeah. I love that song so much. Especially when it showed up on uh, on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy, yeah, yeah, and it's just a. I mean, it's the, just the that like the harmonics of the you know, the 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 guitar just fading off, and the when under the, just under the groove of the dun 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 dun. Yeah, I was at a a restaurant today, and they played it. God, I love that. And you, of course me being the musical idiot that I am, I'm always in the background going, <laughs> getting that backbeat going with the hand claps. <laughs> nice. I I can imagine like back in the seventies, man, when that song came out, just like if it were to ever play in the roller skating rinks, that probably would have like blew that roof off because that, that, that just strikes me as a skate, a roller skating song. I Maybe you roller skated at different places than I did. <laughs> I, I, I I wasn't alive in the seventies, so I actually can't speak to it. I'm just th- this is where my imagination goes with that song. Got it. Yeah. 
my my early my earliest encounters with roller skating and music always revolved around uh goody two uh that goody two shoes song by adam ant yeah don't drink don't smoke what do you do you don't drink don't smoke and one of the the sad things is sometimes you hear the title of a song or you hear some lyrics of a song and you're like hey maybe maybe that's one that can go on my special list and then you dig it up and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. They're ridiculing Christianity. <laughs> oh, sort of like Depeche Mode's version of John the Revelator. Oh, do they do that? Yeah. I don't know about that. I initially thought that was a, uh, that was a uh, Phil Keggy song. For a second there, I forgot who that like guy's name. Seals, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. I thought that was the Phil Keggy song because that was the only guy I'd ever heard sing it. So I'm like, that's a Phil Keggy tune. Yep. But uh, no, apparently that's a very old blues standard. Yeah. But a couple more that are on my, on my list that, you know, people might've heard of um, very explicitly. Are you going to go my way by Lenny Kravitz? Mm-hmm. And he's done a couple of songs. I'm trying to find what the other ones are. Well, he's, he's got a, he, he's a devout something. He's got, he's got a Christian father and a Jewish mother, or maybe I got that in reverse, but yeah. So he's, you know, I think he's one of those people who are in it, but confused. So, you know, we don't really understand what might be going on with them. Maybe Um, he's a messianic Christian. Well, could be, but I mean, he could just be a regular Christian too. Um, I'm just saying it, it, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a thought. Yeah. You never know. Uh, higher love by Steve Winwood. You know, technically it, it's a song about God. He's, That's a good he's, song. He's talked to, it's a beautiful song. Uh, one of my favorites, and this is one where as a, as a bus driver, I sing this a lot to myself sometimes, um, is uh, Kyrie by Mr. Mister. Okay, curious. tell me about that because I I've never heard an I've never heard that as a reference to a Christian tune. Well, Kyrie liaison is basically go with God. And that's what would what people would say back in in Rome, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you know uh, Christians would leave each other, they would say it's Kyrie liaison, go with God, and um, and uh, the song is about you know, traveling and going and moving from one place to the other. And, 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 you know, it's Kyrie liaison down the road that I must travel. Kyrie liaison through the highway of the night and, you know, in the darkness of the night. And, you know, you can, you can sort of see it as, as a spiritual type of a darkness, but in the end, sometimes people just don't know what they're really writing. It's sort of like when people say goodbye and they say God's reality. Godspeed. Yeah. But even goodbye. Yeah. But I mean, Godspeed, there's the word God in there, but when people say goodbye, they don't understand what they're saying is God be with you. That's what Mm -hmm. the word goodbye is a contraction of like adios. It means goodbye, but it means adios adios, with God, God. go with God. Uh, Adieu, same thing. And you know, other languages and we're not taught that because we're taught, Oh, it just means goodbye. You know, when you say goodbye to someone in a different language, this is the word you use, which is true. But what the words actually mean are different than what what we're actually taught. So, um, you know, Kyrie liaison could them could be them just picking up a phrase that they liked and mm-hmm. making a song out of it. Um, so it's you know that type of thing. I mean, Lenny Kravitz doing "Are You Gonna Go My Way" is it's much more you know intentional. Yeah. I am, I was born long ago. I am the, I am the chosen. I'm the one, you know, I mean, he's, he's talking at least about a Messiah type of a character. Um, but even okay. things like, go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, I talk about mess- messianic characters within the songs. Then would you then be able to say that Holy Diver would be fit on that list then? I'd have to read the lyrics to that because Ronnie James Dio, he said he wrote that song about like it, it, the, the concept of Holy Diver is about like a, uh, a Christ figure on a different planet. Like, yeah, it gets a little dicey when it's displaced that much. Um, 
I'm looking it up right now and trying to get a real quick look. I love at me it. some Dio, so I mean, you know. Oh, but. yeah, a fantastic voice. In fact, I was going to uh, talk about a different thing with him as a singer on one version of it. But um, yeah, I think, you know, with with Ronnie James Dio, he wasn't a Christian. No. Yeah. And he yeah, he would say so. Oh yeah, emphatically. And but he would touch on all these some very spiritual uh things. You know, you can hide in the sun S U N till you mm-hmm. see the light. Oh, we pr- we will pray, it's all right. Um so you know, he's touching on these elements and spirituality and things like that, but it's in this mystical realm that mm-hmm. he created. Um and you know, in the end having someone who is his a messianic figure i wouldn't put this on my list personally because it's not it's not close enough ah gotcha um but for instance i have a a version of dream on with uh ingve malmstein and on guitar and him singing and that's aerosmith tune the aerosmith tune yeah and because it's uh I forget exactly what the lyrics are, but it's, it's talking about um, trying to get to the lyrics in my head real quick. Cause now I have Holy Diver in my head. Thank you very much. Well, Someone. while you're pulling, while you're <laughs> pulling those up real quick, let's go ahead and cut to a commercial uh, for whatever it is we're going to be supporting this week. And when we come back, we will discuss this further. Okay. All right, so what we like to do here on the Retro Rewind Podcast is at the end of our likes section, we do our classic makers, the things that we loved most about the movies we cover. I'll start us off, then we'll go to Paul. The thing I loved most about The Princess Bride was probably the the dueling sword scene between Inigo and uh, and, and uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, Wesley. That's just such a great sword fight scene. I love that they use the actual fencing, like terminology and techniques. And yeah. the, the only little quibble I have is when Wesley oh, does his... Perfect. Spinning his best sword fight scene ever. Yes, but when Wesley does his gymnastics high bar routine and lands, you can see the 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 pillow bag or the the mat puff up with the dust. You see the outline of it, so it's not perfect. But that is that is my favorite part about Princess Bride. How about you, Paul? I my favorite thing about the Princess Bride is the movie The Princess Bride. I just love that it exists. I love the story. I love the characters. I love the cast. I I love the interaction. It's it's just a great. It's one of my top favorite films of all time. So I like but, the whole movie. Paul, how can that be yeah. your top movie when as good as that sword fight is between Wesley and uh, and Inigo? I feel like the one between Inigo and the Six Finger Man should be even more epic, and it's sort of like isn't no, isn't no. as good. Not better. No, that it, it will be less because Wesley's better, so therefore that fight would be better. All right, fine. You know what? All right. Well, I guess. But now we do have to talk about. Oh, darn it! I always do this. How come I cannot remember one more thing I liked? Calm Talk by Geek Devotions. You're listening to it right now. All right, and we are back talking about dream on ronnie james dio and yngwie malmsteen yeah they they do a fantastic version of it but it, uh the the part that i was thinking of he says uh, sing with me sing for the year sing for the laughter sing for the tear sing with me if it's just for today maybe tomorrow the good lord will take you away and you know looking back at the other stuff in the song you know it's it's about dreaming of that better place and and the lord taking you to that better place Mm-hmm. So I'd include that on my list because it explicitly says the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord. Um, and uh, some other fun stuff like All You Zombies by the Hooters. You know, you would think, wait a minute, the Hooters? <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, the, the song talks about uh, uh, biblical stories. And it's, you know, it's an interesting way to, to think about it. Um, you know, when he's talking about the different things in, in those stories and, and how they relate to the, the theme of the song. Um, you know, interestingly, the violent femmes 
have some really terrible songs, but they also have a couple of songs because one of the guys was, uh, at least, you know, he, he considered himself a Christian and, and wanted to have that reflected in the music. And I think like one song on each album, you know, he did Jesus walking on the water. He did one. It's fantastic. Uh, Three ships, I think it is. Um, you know, things like that, which just little things where I, I put them on this little list. And when I want to hear familiar voices, you know, and talking about stuff like that, um, I will, you know, I'll, I'll listen to this. I'll listen to this list. Have you ever, what about, what about, um, the talking heads? Talking heads, which song are you thinking of? Uh, well, I've always been told that they were kind of a closeted Christian band. What with their songs like uh, that "Take Me to the River," "Put Me in the Water" song. I think with with them, I believe they were uh, at least attached a little bit to uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and a lot of the times they would what they're doing with their references to um, to types of music or lyrics um, is that they're like musicologists and they're, they're digging up things from other cultures like, uh, you know, uh, rhythms Mm -hmm. and things like that. The very famously his um, um, uh, once in a lifetime video where he's doing the, you know, the, the, the chopping of his arm types of stuff. And he's, he's, you know, doing these things that, I mean, the, the song or the video at least is about, uh, uh, spirituality and how people, uh, look when they're doing spiritual things, when they're doing things that are spiritual to them. And so when he's doing the, you know, that's how a lot of people would think of like a Pentecostal, uh, prayer meeting where there's, you know, the, uh, people being slain in the spirit and stuff like that. And, and he's doing this to, to show, you know, the chopping of the arm motions because that is some sort of a spiritual reference to a different religion. I think it's an African uh, religion. And he, sometimes in the video, he'll actually show clips of that person doing it mm-hmm. and then him mimicking it. Um, so they were, you know, musicologists and uh, sort of musical sociologists where, they would take those things and and re-examine them or mm-hmm. redisplay them for people to to get interested in that type of stuff. Um, just sort of like if if you were uh, you know you're a musician in your fifth album, you're like you know I'm going to play the sitar instead of the guitar on this album because I want people to understand the nuance of the sitar and you know the history of it. <laughs> Or something, you know, and, and you, you want to sort of broaden yourself as a musical artist and you want to sort of bring that to your audience. And with them, I think a lot of, the, if you looked at the, uh, the impetus for a lot of their music, video choices, uh, uh, the ways they presented themselves, a lot of it is um, just in, the, in those types of terms. You know, uh, Wild Wild Life, just showing Americana. You know, I mean, were they an Americana band? No, but that's what they were examining and showing you in those in those elements. So Talking Heads, interesting, um, very interesting sound, very interesting m- mission for a band to be on. Um, I can't really think of too many other bands that are like that. Maybe they might be giants uh, in in certain ways. Um do you think Anybody? it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, you. Uh, do you think it's possible? Do you think there are actual closeted Christian bands in the secular in the secular world? Then, I what? I think there are lots of bands who are, you know, for the most part, they would consider themselves Christians, or at least the people in the band who weren't Christians wouldn't mind playing with a bunch of Christians as long as they're playing these songs Mm -hmm. and not, you know, uh, doing what other Christians do, you know, like you're throwing Bibles into the the crowd or something like that. Striper. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that gets into another whole area of 
what should we be doing as Christian musicians? Mm-hmm. Are, are we specifically supposed to be going to non-Christian crowds and playing for them and trying to give them the gospel? Is that what we as Christian musicians should be doing? Or should we be playing music that is psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs for other Christians to to enjoy and to incorporate and to use and to, you know, and lots of, I mean, a hundred different people will have a hundred different views on this. I have so many opinions on that question alone. And I could, yeah. I could, I could write a book on it. Literally. Exactly. I've, I've thought about it. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the particular people in the band and how they as a group feel what their mission is supposed to be after they've prayed about it yeah, and got good Christian, uh, uh, you know, a, a pastor attached to their group, maybe even that type of a thing, or at least some sort of guidance that way. Counseling. And, definitely. Yep. Counseling and, and reading uh, scripture about music and, you know, getting the theory of music that way instead of, you know, getting going to college and learning how to write songs and then mm-hmm. saying, okay, we'll put the word God in them. And I'm oversimplifying. Obviously, right. Not a lot of people do just that, but a lot of times it just seems like, you know, baby, baby, baby is going to be, uh, you know, coming out on your fifth album <laughs> instead of uh, holy, holy, holy. Um, and then what are people going to do? You hey, know, if you put those two songs together, you can have a Christmas song. Holy baby. <laughs> Holy baby, holy baby, holy baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as a group, I think you need to come together and say, as a group, we are committing ourselves to this thing. Mm-hmm. And are you going to commit for one album? Are you going to commit for a series of live shows? Are you going to commit for one show? Are you going to commit for, you know, we are in this until as a group, we get you know, our counseling and our, you know, all that stuff or our life choices because of all that stuff. And this all, the machine stops. We are part of that machine. Right. You know, it's not just, Hey guys, I just, I want to play in this other band or whatever. It's not, you can't think of yourself as like another typical band. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if another band says, Hey, can you play drums with us on our tour? Because we're going to Europe as a member of that machine, you might not be able to do that, even though someone else in a different band might be able to just drop everything and do that because it's that loose. And what's been so frustrating from my, from my own personal perspective and having been on the inside of that process is that, you know, I, and I 100% endorse bands making their own decisions as far as what they want to do as a band, as long as they've, discussed it and come to that agreement. Um, but what's so frustrating is people and especially in the, I hate using this phrase, but in the Christian market, mm-hmm. uh, feel like they are entitled to have a vocal opinion about the decision that doesn't involve them at all. Um, I think one of the biggest things that killed, what was going on in the Christian music industry during the nineties, which was fantastic mm-hmm. was all the backbiting that happened from the Christian audience. When these bands are coming out and they're like, Oh, you didn't talk about Jesus enough on your record. You, you're obviously right. going secular. And so yeah. you're just using Christian music as a stepping stone to get popular. Yeah. And maybe some bands were, but maybe some bands wanted to explore other topics other than specific outreach things you know when i was playing in burning clean i wanted to talk about songs about human trafficking or i wanted i wrote a song specifically about the about the uh, evangelist amy carmichael because i thought it was an interesting topic and it would be something that people should probably look into and read her life story you know St- you know stuff like that and it, and it's just i don't know man uh christian Christian music listeners can be very fickle when it comes to the bands that when bands make decisions that they don't necessarily think that they would make if they're in the same position. See, I, I, when I think of 
ways that this could be better. I think of sort of not like a rating, you know, like R or PG or whatever, that type of thing, but sort of like a, I think of it as a, I don't know what you call it, but like a, you know, four squares and in the center, four squares church. Okay. Four squares church. And the center would be a band that would be Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the members are like there's there's the the two axes axes you know and one would be okay you're talking about would, you're putting it on a grid yeah it, it would be a grid and it would show two just with one point just like where this band is so if it's way up in the corner then it's going to be a band who is explicitly christian writing explicitly christian songs you know and the mm -hmm. farther you get down the spectrum you're going to get or the, the grid, you know, in this corner and the, the opposite corner would be a band who, and this would just be for Christian albums. You know, you'd look on the album and see this little grid and it would be a band who um, the band members consider themselves to be Christians, but the lyrical content might have nothing to do with what people would call actual Christian lyrics. I might not talk right, about right. Jesus, not even use the word God or Lord or anything in there. Might not even be spiritual songs. It could be songs about human trafficking, you know? Mm -hmm. So you would get that little thing and just in a glance, you could say, oh, this is my jam over here. I like it when, you know, the, it's a ex, you know, explicitly or whatever. And, and you could just instantly see that and you would be able to track it. So most bands would be, you know, in this little circle and, you know, the ones that sell the most could be in this circle or whatever. So you, you know, you would, you would be able to see in a glance as a, um, a promoter what's going on with those bands and what's selling. Yeah. So, you know, and as a, as a buyer, you could look at it and say, you know, Oh, here's, here's this album by this band that I like. You know, oh, look at that. I never noticed that, that, you know, that uh, whatever it is. And just in a glance, you could tell. And it's not going to be like, you know, telling you every single thing or how many times the word Jesus is on the album, whatever like that. But it would at least be some sort of an indicator. Yeah. Now, I'm the first person who's going to say there would be problems with that. Because what happens with a band like Imagine Dragons, who are Mormons, but... They would say, you know, you were part of the Mormon church, but we consider ourselves Christians mm -hmm. and we play good music and we actually use the word Jesus. So where are you going to put us in that grid? Right, right. You know, so things like that, where you're going to have people who are not part of the actual Christian tradition who are wanting to be in on that. You know, yeah. what about these other songs in my other list? Would they even make it on that grid? Probably not. You know, for the most part, I, I already know where all my bands would land on your grid there too. <laughs> my, all, all my bands would circle this where the two axes that two acts I meet. I always try to keep it fairly centered. It's like I want I want to include God in every song as much as I can, but in the same sense, it's like I don't I I I'm not what you would call an outreach band. I talk about life through a Christian lens. Is basically how I've always been. Yeah. And that's another thing you could do. Like when I look at, when I look for, for movies, mm -hmm. for instance, I'll look and it'll say action, thriller, sci-fi. Easy. You know, okay. I'm mm -hmm. looking for a band. It's going to say evangelistic, uh, explicit, uh, Christian language. Okay. Explicit Christian language. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know, so that way if they're talking about Jesus and spiritual things or, you know, deep theology, I'd like to see that or, uh, you know, um, super Calvinistic expialidocious. Super <laughs> yeah. Um, but satire, you know, like Steve Taylor, I'd love, you know, to see more people like that. It's sometimes it's hard to find satirical Christian music. That's good. And, you know, so every once in a while a band will come across, you know, one song or something that's, that's good in that category. But, to find something that that lasts and that endures that you could, you know, tie a, a tag onto it. And then you could just sort by that. You know, it's like, I want to have all of that type of music or doom, 
or you know whatever it is it just beyond the label of what the type of music is i'd much a, a lot of times i'd much rather have you know what the lyrics talk about and it's hard yeah. to find one thing I'd, i really i don't think it would be hard to put together i just don't have the ability to do it and this is this goes back to my school bus driving is that sometimes the kids want to hear music and I want to provide good music for them to hear, but they're not going to be listening to any of the radio stations because the radio stations play garbage. So I have a, a curated list of songs that I've picked out that are inoffensive for the most part and that I can play for kids. And if the kids walk off the bus singing some of the lyrics to those songs, I'm not going to get in trouble by their parents because they mishear them or they, you know, they, there was one song, a little girl, and it was a positive song about, you know, everyone, it doesn't matter how, how goofy you are or how, uh, you know, how messy you are. You're, you're one of us, you are just the same as everyone else. But one of the lyrics was something like, I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm a loser, you know, things like that. And I'm like, you know, a little kindergartner coming off the bus and singing that to their mom and saying they learned that on the bus. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. Have has to have that conversation with the, the parent, you know? So did, that song, even though it had a good message was off the list. Did Ben ever tell you about his experience with the, uh, um, bushes of love song that they, that, uh, bad lip rate, bad lip rating did for, uh, the star Wars episode four. I don't think so. No. Do you know what song I'm talking about? No, I don't think so. Oh, um, should I stop was, and uh, watch get back to the episode no you can watch it in your spare time but there there's a there's a lyric in it there where it's uh the chorus goes and every day i worry all day about what's waiting in the bushes for us because something's waiting in the bushes of love something's waiting in the bushes for us you know if you know bad lip reading it they're all they're doing is they're just putting words in people's mouths that they're not actually right. saying and being yeah. goofy about it. Well, apparently uh, one of Ben's kids, they were, they were staying the night at their grandparents' house. And then the, when they got home, uh, you know, they called Ben and they're like, is, is your daughter okay? And he's like, yeah, why? And he's like, Oh, because on this piece of paper, I just saw that she had written every day. I worry all day. <laughs> and Ben's like, it's a song. It's a YouTube thing. Don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so when you, so in that thing you were talking about the with the kindergarten there, that that was where my mind went. I'm like, oh yeah, yep. Ben's got experience with that. Yeah, that type of stuff. But what I would love to put together is something that would look at the lyrics of the song, uh, look a little critically at the artist, because if someone's an activist for some agenda or social thing that is not good. I don't like to have that represented on my, on my list. So there are, there are whole people who I don't have on my list who are super popular and might make positive songs that I'm not going to have on my list because that person is a, for instance, I don't have any Christian artists on that list because Christians, for the most part, have an agenda yeah. when they're making their songs for the public. So I don't put a Christian uh, song on my on my list because it wouldn't pass that test. But yeah. the thing that I would make would be some sort of a, a, a program where you would say, I'm going to toggle this switch. So do I really care about, you know, uh, simple swears like the the H word or the D word or something? OK, toggle that one way. And then, you know, a, a subject matter. Do I really care if it's, if it's explicit or not? Okay, toggle it that way. And you could toggle all those things, and it would just pop you out a list of, yeah, of music that's good, you know? And it, however you feel about music, it would give you a list for that. If you toggle <laughs> all the other way, I, mean, I guess you could toggle it the other way and get some really explicit swear word songs. And, awesome. And Let's do that. <laughs> Well, maybe I wouldn't have it do that, but you know, <laughs> it, it would just be like a list of songs that you approve curated by you because of the toggles. Yeah. You know, I, just that way. I would love that. Uh, 
had a I had a thought. Sorry. It's gone. No, it's fine. It's fine. Thought. Yup. So well cool, man. Um I don't know. I, I think I've talked myself out at the moment. Oh, let me see if there's I'm just gonna go down the list of, of songs again and see if there's anything that might jump out as something that is really crazy. I went like, and uh, I went and talked about the bushes of love, you know. I got that tune just <laughs> running through my head. Uh, running up that hill by Kate Bush. Love that song. If I only could, and make a deal with God and get into swap up places. Silent Running by Mike and the Mechanics. I that I was going to talk about that. I was going to talk about that song. That was yeah. one thing I was going to mention. I was like, do you, would that make your list? But apparently, you you've already it answered did. that. And it's one of those things where it's not perfect because it says, you know, better you should pray to God, the father and the spirit. And I'm like, what about the son out there? <laughs> um, but still, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a really cool song too. But I, uh, I, I would, I would, I would pose this to you then because Jesus claimed that he and the father are one. So thus by yeah. saying the father and the spirit, isn't that still inclusive of sort of, but when you're making a list and you intentionally don't include Jesus. I don't know. But anyway, it's, 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 on, the it's on the list. It's on the list. Um, let's I'm just see. pulling the uh, same maneuver that you gave with me, gave to me with yeah, spirit in the yeah, sky. That's so good. that's good. Uh, when will I ever learn to live in? Hold on a second. When will I learn to ever live in God by Van Morrison? Um, which is a fantastic one. Um, Let's see. Turn, turn, turn by the birds mm-hmm. out of Ecclesiastes. God only knows by the beach boys. Here's a good one. Let's go crazy by Prince. Oh no. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So he was Jehovah's witness. Yes, sir. Okay. Got it. But this song specifically is about the whole spiritual thing. And he's taught, he, he talks about the D elevator in there and that of course that's a he's talking about the devil um and so it, it's it's a very interesting one to have on my list it's maybe just like a borderline one in fact it says explicit but i think it's because some of the songs on purple rain were explicit and they just probably every every song on this thing um i can name a song that is very christian themed that does have some explicit lyrics in it there might be a few what is it uh, Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Yeah, it's not on my list. I didn't think it would be. Although some of his new stuff, since his his professed conversion, might fit on your list. It's it's so problematic with him. We could do an entire show on Kanye West. But we won't. <laughs> that it's it's just sort of like, I don't know. Right now, it's uh, you know, sometimes I, I just get a vibe, and I'm I like, you know what? I don't know if, if if the vibe is real or true or anything, but I listened to not the newest album that he put out, but a couple of years ago he put one out, and you know, it had the whole uh, a lot of God talk and everything on it, and you know, passably good and everything, but still, I'm just sort of like, you know what? Maybe it just doesn't pass the time test. Some songs, it's like you have to get past a certain time, and then it's sort of t- like I I might put Kiss, you know, God gave rock and roll to you because at this point Kiss is more of a, you know, it, they're tame. Yeah, they're they're not the the wild crazy you know stuff that you would Kiss is you're coming to the the theater and everything is there. The children are going to be, you know, it's, it's past that. Yeah. And, and to a large extent, all of this music is sort of past that first level where coming out of the sixties, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put, you know, the uh, half of these, half of these bands on here because, you know, they were in the culture of the the drugs and the positive emphasis on sexuality and, and you know, alternate forms of sexuality and things like that. And and I'm, it would it would be too close to to the the point 
that you're trying to to get away from and that's a lot of this is before your time but a lot of the times when you had you know the the anti rock and roll feeling mm-hmm. in christian churches is because these people in these bands were really living out sinful lifestyles mm. and trying to normalize them to the point where it was a real danger so if you had hey i'm going to be in a rock and roll band it was rebellion because what you're saying when you when you said that was I am going to do something that is actually counterculture, that is going against the grain, that it is something that supports these negative aspects of of culture, and now fifty years later, culture is has gone down the tube already, and we can sort of look to the beginning of the tube. And say, well, you know, we can sort of, we can sort of take some of that stuff now because it's so far down the tube, you know, spirit in the sky isn't going to hurt too many people spiritually anymore because Marvin Greenbaum, you know, I don't know if he's alive anymore, but you know, whatever, most of the bands are not doing that stuff anymore. So Mm -hmm. if they are, maybe the, some of them have, have died because of it etc etc so uh so one quick last question before we got to close up shop here uh would would uh my sweet lord by george harrison make your list no because some of the lyrics say Hare krishna instead of hallelujah (laughs) so when you have something specifically referencing um you know cultic or occult or uh you know other religions uh positively then i would not include that on my list all right so. well steve i've loved having you back i really want to start hammering these out with you again because oh yeah you are my favorite person to do these with oh stop it you are my musical aspirations dallas and dallas is your new fun guy <laughs> Oh, I love Dallas, but who doesn't, I can't blame you, but, uh, you know, I will, I will say I felt close enough to openly weep for you when you had that tragic death that you were talking about. And I don't say that I don't do that for anybody. So, yeah, I know it was, it was difficult for me to initially to have to keep walking people through what happened Mm -hmm. but as i did it became cathartic yeah and i just talked to someone yesterday who didn't know the whole story and i was able to do that and even today i I was talking to some people who were part of it in a way but didn't know some aspects of it and walking through it helps me and having you know you and the other uh playing games with strangers people there you know, it was like I, I, it's that's not my job is to bum you guys out with, you know, details of my life, but you deserved to know and you deserve to know more detail than mm-hmm. just, you know, hey, she had an accident and she died. Right. Uh, but so, in the same sense, um, as uh, Christian brethren, I think that we had an obligation to mourn with you, though, too. And I really that. Appreciate that. Uh, that was a first first time experience for me. So you've got that because uh, anybody who knows me knows that I am borderline sociopath and I don't feel things. So that that was that was interesting. Proof that he feels. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, that that whole situation probably uh, something for a show a different day, maybe even a different show altogether. But. Uh, uh, bringing us down, uh, you can find Steve and I also on the podcast that we've been mentioning, uh, playing games with strangers and on supersonic pod comics. Uh, Steve has an excellent podcast, uh, called, uh, strangers and aliens. He does with Ben Avery and Evan David and Dr. Jace, uh, emeritus. Did I say that right? Yeah. 
All right. Cause I always want to say posthumous and I'm like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> Poor Dr. Grace. <laughs> I keep killing him every time I talk about him. Um, he's the only one, he's the only one I haven't had any kind of interaction with. So he's, he, he's, he's the rare Pokemon for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've, I think we've actually done more shows with Evan now than we did with Dr. Jace, which is kind of weird. That's okay. Dr. Jace is still the OG for me. So <laughs> at any rate, cool. Evan's What's that? Cool. Evan's cool too. Yeah. He just has some ideas I disagree with and that's okay. We don't all have to agree on everything. So, but with I that just... being said, uh, we love everybody out there who's listening to us. Uh, please uh, like recommend uh, review, subscribe, all those fun things. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode of primitive rhythm machine. Later, everybody. God bless you all.